Get ready. You're about to enter the Renzo Republic. Hello, America. Welcome once again to the one, the only, your paradise for liberty, your home for freedom, and everything awesome. Everything is awesomer here. Welcome once again, old and new, to the Remso Republic. I'm your host, as always, Remso W. Martinez. It's mid-January. We're all getting over Christmas. We're all getting over New Year's hangovers. We're about to inaugurate President-elect Donald J. Trump to President of the United States. Those are words I never thought I'd say. Here are some other words I never thought I'd say. Mr. President, I pray, hope, and wish that you will be successful. I will give you all the benefit of the doubt going forward. I want you to succeed because when you succeed, America succeeds. As long as it's being pushed in the direction of the ideals that people like me believe, I want you to succeed because we cannot afford what we had the last eight years under that terrible, terrible, terrible president, Barack Obama. We just can't. We can't afford it. We have a massive national debt. We have massive overcriminalization and a giant prison population that makes Russia look small. We have a regulatory environment that kills innovation. We need freedom. We need to succeed. If you think you could take us there, do it. I, I don't want to be a naysayer. I don't want to be the overly pessimistic guy. I want to be proven wrong. I want to see that things are better. It's not about me. It's about what happens for ourselves and our posterity. But that leads me to today's topic. And it all comes back to this. It comes back to ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, I have someone here today who's actually going to talk about those ideas with us. The things that matter to us, such as religious liberty, limited government, capitalism. Ideas that I don't know if a lot of Republicans really care about anymore. His name is Nick Hamilton. He's the president of Christians for Freedom at Liberty University. Nick, thank you for coming into the studio. It's Remember, good to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. So, I got to get the ugly question yeah. off my chest. Free enterprise, limited government, individualism. Do you think there's a place for that in the Republican Party, or is it, as Stephen Moore called it, a populist workers' party that's more worried about culture over policy and rage over long-term effects. I think the Republican Party's uh, longevity has been uh, focused in party politics and making deals behind closed doors uh, that n don't benefit the American people but only benefit them. Uh, like you said earlier, I, I do as well want to see Trump succeed, just like you said. I want to see different things happen like national reciprocity passed. And different things happen in the economy. But absolutely, you know, the Republican Party might have the best interest of the American people at heart, but we, we won't see for quite a while. Yeah, and this is my biggest fear, because you look at the last Republican administration, the last time that Republicans had control of 
both chambers of Congress and the executive branch. We got Obamacare. We we did. We got NDAA. We got the Patriot Acts. We got TARP. We got No Child Left Behind. We had Iraq. We had so many terrible progressive policies implemented under what was being called a conservative government. They even dropped that term for a while. They tried bringing back compassionate conservatism. They tried bringing back uh, progressive republicanism. It was, it was not what most people want out of their Republican Party. Unfortunately, we have Republicans running for office that say they're conservative, that say they believe in freedom principles, but yet at the same time believe in a surveillance government with the Patriot Act and and spying on the American citizens without uh, the right warrants and even dictating what our children are learning in school from the federal level. These Republicans absolutely need to understand that the American people are tired of big government answers and we need more local um, subjective answers for the American people on a local basis. Who did you originally want to be president? Um, my two picks were Rand Paul and Ted Cruz. I believe that both of them embodied principles um, of limited government and freedom-minded principles that would help the American people uh, prosper in the areas of education and, and college and jobs and, and get away from relying on the government to to provide for them in such a way that the government was never meant to. You know, we can talk about the Constitution all day, and unfortunately, we have so many people in America that just don't care about the Constitution anymore. And, you know, a couple months ago, I was in Wisconsin for a Leadership Institute training, and uh, one of the trainers uh, there said, you know, students don't care about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights anymore. And that's unfortunate. She said, She said, don't even mention that in your persuasion tactics when you're trying to get students on campus to maybe come to your side or think and put themselves in your shoes. But we've got to, we've got to talk about the Constitution. We, we do have to talk about the Bill of Rights and what the two documents were meant to do before any of you know, America started. Um, when it comes to the Constitution, we have so many federal agencies that are just sucking up all types of finances that were never meant to be there. They, they just weren't. And we've got to do something about that. And I thought that, you know, I was surprised that Ted Cruz went as far as he did, but I'm just thankful the election's over and we're hopefully going to be headed in a new direction. Same. I'm, I'm kind of complicated right now because I feel like I'm, I'm really excited about certain people. Like, I'm so excited folks like Rand Paul, Justin Mosh, Thomas Massey got reelected in their seats for their races. I'm so happy that my old boss, Tom Garrett, won his seat here in Virginia. Absolutely. I mean, I, I love Tom because he doesn't talk like other Republicans. He talks about things that are not popular. He believes in them. I mean, he, he is not your cookie-cutter Republican, and he's no one's lackey. That's why I'm excited to see people like Tom Garrett go to Congress. My biggest problem is, and it goes back to ideas, and I'm not going to say this gentleman's name, but he's a he's an incredibly important individual. He's a media mogul. He ran for president twice. He's one of my role models in terms of entrepreneurship, and uh, he's a person that you know he he's an evangelist for capitalism, and he was at Liberty University recently, and I I didn't know who he endorsed in this race. To me, it really didn't matter. I thought this was an ideas guy because when you don't have a fundamental set of principles that guide your life. And you just care about what anyone's willing to do to get things done. 
you you get lost in the hay. I mean, it gets it gets crazy. You, you don't have that compass guiding you in one direction. And I asked him. Um, I went back to that Stephen Moore quote from back in November, and I was like, "Sir, this guy who was part of the Reagan administration, Heritage Foundation, this free market guy, this limited government guy, Stephen Moore." He said that this was no longer the party of Reagan. It was the party of Trump. He said it was no longer a conservative party. It was now a populist workers' party. What do you think? And this dude, he he, he got mad at me. He was like, this is nonsensical. Those labels only matter to journalists. All I care about results. It doesn't matter. And I saw people in the audience. There were some older Republicans there, like in their 60s and 70s. They started snarling at me. They were angry. Like, how dare you go against the Messiah? Hail to Caesar. I mean, they, they didn't say that, but they got angry at me. And for a lot of people, I, I see a bandwagon effect. I see a lot of followers and I see no leaders. And it reminds me of this uh, skit by this comedian. He, he died a while ago. His name was Bill Hicks. And his big thing was, you know, you go to a theme park and people are marketing a roller coaster and it's scary and it's frightening and it's exhilarating and there's danger. There's a danger element to it. And when you go on the ride, you feel it. The twists, the turns, the loops, and everything else. But it's just a ride. And Hicks says, in reality, we kill people who say it's just a ride. Because the guy that's marketing that ride, the guy that owns that ride, he's like, how dare they try and go up against our marketed image of what it is? How dare they do it? Stop that person. And I feel like that's how a lot of people are. You call them out, you say, it's just a ride, and they, they want you to shut up. I think that's kind of like what you said a moment ago. People don't necessarily care about the Constitution, but you got to continue to talk about it. Are our talking points going to have to change? Do our ideas have to change? I think that, unfortunately, talking points have gotten us where we are today. Um, you know, e- even politicians that are running on the local level seem to have all the answers at the right time. They're rehearsed, they've got them written down, and they know what to say when they need to say it. You know, uh, one of my buddies told me a while back a quote that he had heard from somebody, and it was, um, the person should not seek the office, but the office should seek the person. And I think we have a lack of that. We have too many people going into politics trying to either run for office or get their name out there and we unfortunately don't have enough people willing to bite the bullet and serve in those harder areas whether it be in nonprofit work or in 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 conservative journalism everybody wants to have their face out there but how many of us are willing to sacrifice and and do the dirty work um, one of the questions I want to propose to you is how can we get more freedom-minded politicians in office so that we can stray away from uh, these things like Patriot Acts and, and federal education mandates and, and even, you know, getting rid of the Department of Education. How do you think, Ramzo, we can get more freedom-minded politicians in office? Nick, thank you for asking that question, and it's great because it's what's going to lead us into our next segment right after this commercial break. Folks, you're listening to the Rems Republic. Hang on tight. We've got our special guest, Nicholas Hamilton from Christians for Freedom on set. We'll be right back in one moment. The voice of the Liberty Generation, Remzo W. Martinez. 
Take the show on the go by subscribing to the Ribs of Republic on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. Don't be left out. Make sure to subscribe to all the podcasts on the Libertarian Wing Media Podcast Network on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher, such as the Alex Merced cast, with interesting interviews with interesting people every week. Breaking progressives, spending time every week breaking down left-wing narratives and showing what's real and what's fake. Economics Why Not, a weekly look at economics and applying economic principles to daily life. Better Today, a weekly podcast where we take a look on ways to improve your life and be better today. Libertarian Commons is a podcast where we play audio from the video archives of Alex Merced from his videos dating back to 2008. Liberty Public Access, a podcast where anyone can submit an episode. Submit your episodes to Alex Merced at alexmerced.com. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast? Then subscribe to Podcast and Logging Tips and Tricks, a weekly podcast about how to host your podcast, how to produce your podcast, and how to market your podcast. We'll be adding some monthly podcasts to the lineup soon, including Make Markets Free Again, a monthly look at what's going on in markets and regulation all over the world, and the Free VST podcast, looking at free VST instruments for electronic music producers. Listen to these podcasts by going to libertarianwingmedia.com or subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And if you enjoy the podcast, tell your friends and leave a positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. What are they teaching our children these days? How can so many young people graduate and become socialists? Do they even know what socialism is? Kids are learning how to preserve the environment, or are they learning how to preserve their own liberty? How about introducing your children to, I don't know, these fundamental principles that helped create the greatest, most prosperous nation in the world? I don't know about you, but when I become a parent, I'm going to read my kids The Chronicles of Kibblestan by Andrea Rand. A little bit of Narnia, a little bit of Atlas Shrugged, kids are loving this exciting saga about a fantastical land struggle to be free. Filled with humor and suspense, Kibblestan is a treat for any kid, or even adults, I mean I enjoyed reading it, it's for anyone that enjoys reading fantasy. But also, it has the added bonus of introducing some basic principles of liberty as it constantly ponders the question. What does it take for a land to stay free? There's even questions at the end of each book to facilitate conversation with your children, including a student group or a book club. The Chronicles of Kibblestan by Andrea Rand is currently available on Amazon.com, or you can visit www.kibblestan.com. Liberty is worth preserving. Are you in? Welcome back. You're listening to the Remsa Republic. We have our special guest today on set, Nicholas Hamilton. He asked us a moment ago, how do we get more freedom-minded people elected? How do we get people that actually care about conservative principles, libertarian principles? 
regardless of party or creed or what have you, what partisan label you want through ourselves, how can we get people that want to push us in a pro-freedom direction elected? Now, Nick, that's a very unpopular question because people are going to start saying, we just had an election. We don't want to talk about this. Ah! And, you know, it sucks because right now we're here in Virginia where there's an election every year and it never ends. So if you're in a state that's like ours here in the Commonwealth, it's it never escapes you. And that's the thing. A lot of people that got involved in the 2016 race, um, if you're like me and you were working on a campaign or something, you got burned out. You are tired. You are done. You don't want to think about the governor's race and everything else. But here's what I propose to you. The thing about campaigns is that if you've got a person that is a per uh, individual that has a revolutionary mindset when you win a campaign you take that and you start affecting policy when you lose a campaign you take that and you push for a movement you push for a movement to make change well, and that's how you invest in people what kind of movement is necessary to set our country on the right track you know the thing about trump we've we've got to give him this We've got to give Corey Lewandowski and all the others that were part of his campaign this. People got angry. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. And this is going to sound selfish to a large degree. Angry people are people that want to take action in the minute because it's like that rage is a fuel inside of them. I'm not saying we need more angry people. Actually, I'm an optimist. I want to affect things and make change because I want to see a positive change, and I think we can actually get to that future if we try. But here's something that I didn't understand during the election. We don't know. I think a lot of conservatives, and here's the one thing I'll say about the alt-right, they identified the problems that a lot of people didn't want to deal with because it wasn't necessarily a thing that people wanted to get involved in. Trump was able to mobilize a large amount of angry, tired, ticked off people to go out and vote for him. And this was up and down the ballot. Republicans have taken over the government. That's something we never thought would happen during the age of Obama, especially afterwards when everyone thought Hillary was going to win. I think that it's less about how do we market conservative principles? How do we market libertarian philosophy? Because you can market it all day. You can talk to as many people as you want about it all day. I don't think what people do is I don't think they tell them where the action comes in. We say go out and vote, but gosh, we need people to go out and pick it. We need people to get naked in the streets and hold a sign that says don't vote for this. We need people to go to their school board meetings and say this is ridiculous we need people to go to their local um, property board commissions and say, we don't want that, or we want this, or how much does it cost? Anger has a place in the heart of man, but sometimes it needs to just be pushed in the right place to make the best difference. And I think that's what Trump did. I not I haven't answered your question. How do we get people to do it? Man, it takes a lot of convincing, and I don't, I don't know how I could convince them. I don't know how I can, but what I can identify is this. He was able to make them go from action to result. He was able to take them from off the couch to on the streets. I think I know how he did that, but I think until we know how he did that, we'll never be able to match it. 
I want to make uh, two quick comparisons for you um, in the generations that we have. Um, you know, you and I are both in college. I'm 21. You're around that age. Um, but if we take a look at our parents' generation and our grandparents' generation, their mindsets on politics is incredibly different in how they think about um, security, retirement, um, different principles like war, um, and, and schooling. You know, with our, with our parents' generation, um, what did they think about Iraq? What did they think about the Patriot Act? Most of them were okay with, you know, trading some type of freedom for security. And I think we as millennials and young folks, we, we aren't as willing to do that. Do you think that was the key with Trump? Um, honestly, I think the key with Trump, going back to what you were saying, I don't think anyone seriously, seriously knew what Trump stood for. I, you know, he, he can talk about being pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, but did we ever see Trump get very in-depth with any of his policies? Absolutely not. We just didn't see that. Um, but our parents' generation allowed their hope to be put behind Trump. Um, like you said, he brought out anger in them, and they put their support behind him. Um, I think it's to, it's interesting to look at our parents' generation and our grandparents about Social Security. You know, they were okay with the government growing much bigger and much bigger for a sense of security. And what we have to get away from is the American people being dependent on the government for things like education, college education, retirement, welfare, and you name it, the government does it, and that's got to stop. I think that's going to set our, our country in a different direction when people stop rely, when they realize that they've got to stop relying on the government for everything and be more independent. You know, that's, that's funny because that's how most conservatives will describe young progressives and socialists, but you just used it to describe a generation of so-called Republicans. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest divide. We think there's this staunch difference. But, I mean, it just reminds me of that time that Ted Cruz went to Iowa and he said, I want to eliminate corn subsidies. And then you had people saying, oh, we're going to keep the XM bank. Oh, we're going to give you paid maternity leave. I mean, it's it, it brings up this question. We didn't just lose these ideas, these concepts, these principles. It's been deteriorating over time. It's been deteriorating for more than just 16 years, and I think a lot of it goes back to Bush. But I think a lot of it goes back farther than that. Are you optimistic that we can bring it back, or are we so far gone that it doesn't even matter at this point? And instead of promoting liberty, we just need to block progressivism. No, I think if we just try to block progressivism, we're going to still keep seeing those ideas of big government uh, push down our throats. I think there are enough young people that I've seen in college that are independent enough that see themselves as independent individuals and successful people that we can turn this country around and point it in the right direction. I believe that. I believe there are passionate young people who want to see this country succeed and they want to be a part of it. That's what's the key to this, I believe, as well, is making people feel like they're a part of something great. And that that something great is turning this country in the right direction. And if everyone can have an in individual piece in that, I think we'll be good to go. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of hard work, 
Um, but I don't think we're too far down the chute to come back. I agree. I agree. If if life has taught me one thing, it's that everything is everything is another brick in the road leading to somewhere. And I think a lot of us get really upset when we invest a large amount of time into something and we see it fail. And the biggest mistake is we don't take the small victories that came from something and try and aim it for the next battle. I think a lot of people give up. I think if you're listening to this now and you're an activist, you're a leader of some sort, you're an influencer, you, you got to understand that failure comes with it, it comes with the game. But fail but complete failure is when you give up. Partial failure is when you might not win the battle but you go on to win the war. And I think that's what conservatives, I think that's what libertarians need. I I think we just need to stay in the fight because ultimately progressives will win. In both parties, progressive Republicans, progressive Democrats, they will win when we stop. And that's what you're trying to do with your organization. Absolutely. I mean, how, how many events and things did you guys put on this past year? I mean, you guys have been around for two years now, and you've done so much. We've been active for three semesters total. Um, last semester, uh, which was fall of 2016, uh, was our third semester. But in the first two semesters, we were able to garner... Uh, more than 550 contacts on Liberty University's campus. Uh, we held events. Our very first event was with the Family Research Council. Um, and then our last event finished off with Joe Walsh, um, former congressman from Chicago. And we were able to increase our numbers every time. And we saw great success. And we were able to introduce the ideas of liberty to these students and tell about how you know there are pastors, businessmen, and women that are being persecuted for their Christian belief, um, and the government was stepping in and taking these businesses away. Like, for instance, Baronel Stutzman in Washington, uh, she was a florist, and she had her business taken away um, because she refused to serve a homosexual wedding. Um, and we get to introduce these ideas to students, and at the largest Christian university in the world, uh, you would think that there needed to be a club that was focused on religious liberty. Because we do have students that are going out into uh, the the mission field, going to be doctors and pilots, and a lot of people going into professional sports, um, and we need a voice for that. So that's why we started it, and we also started it uh, to share about how the Bill of Rights um, keeps the federal government um, from encroaching on our God-given rights as Americans, whether those be the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness being free speech, uh, the Second Amendment, and gun rights. Um, one thing that that uh, is really key for, for this election is national reciprocity and national right to carry. So uh, it's been an excellent time over the past three semesters being able to, to work with these students and table and get to know people and really make a, a move for conservatism. Exactly. Folks, we're going to go into our final commercial break and hit the final segment. Your favorite, yeah, that's right, you know what I'm talking about. Hang on tight. You're listening to the Remsor Republic. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Stay up to date with the latest news and updates by visiting RemsoRepublic.com. Make sure to visit LibertarianWingMedia.com, where you can find articles written by libertarians all over the world on all of today's issues. Check out our podcast network with monthly and weekly podcasts. Check out our Libertarian t-shirt store with t-shirts like Make Markets Free Again and Make Markets Not War. 
and you too can become an author at Libertarian Wing Media and write what you want, when you want. Just email alexmerced at alexmerced.com. Thank you very much. Welcome back. You're listening to the Reps of Republic. As always, we have a little rite of passage here for our special guests that want to be full-fledged citizens in the Reps of Republic. It's a little thing I like to call political word association from hell. (laughs) The rules are very simple. I'm going to say a word and you say the first thing that pops into your head. If you mumble, fumble, fall, go brain dead, you lose. If you win, you'll win the ultimate Remsor Republic no prize. You win absolute bragging rights for the <laughs> ins- for your entire life. It's perfect. It's the prize that keeps on giving and it never goes away and you could use it every day. So I'm going to say a word. We're going to keep going. The words are going to be a little bit more complicated. I'm going to go a little bit faster. You can say anything you want. The question is now, are you ready? Absolutely. Let's go. Batman. Donald Trump. Rush Limbaugh. Come on, Nick. You're going brain dead. You're oh. going brain dead. You got five seconds. Jump back in. Political leader. Harry Reid. Big government. Barack Obama. Communist. Pizza Hut. Pizza. Bernie Sanders. Communist. Taco Bell. Freedom. Ford. Freedom. Camaro. Chevy. Under Armour. Clothing. Rand Paul. Freedom. Gold Standard. Should have never gotten off of it. Gay marriage. Let it be the church's decision. National reciprocity. Second Amendment. Obamacare. Failure. Cows. I like food. Subway. Healthy. Cinemark. Not healthy. (laughs) The Suicide Squad. Never saw it. Right to bear arms. Glock. Bernie Sanders. Constitutional carry. And finally, Harambe. <laughs> Thank you, Wednesday's episode of Political Word Association from Hell. I'm going to keep bringing back Harambe until there are no Harambe memes online. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to make that promise right now. As long as I see a single Harambe meme online, whether it's uh, Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, wherever, I'm going to keep bringing up Harambe because he's the meme that keeps on memeing. It's perfect. So, Nick, if... If let's say you had a megaphone to America, what's the biggest thing you want them to go home with remembering about you and things that you believe that are the, you know, the building blocks, the ideas, the principles that form what a conservative movement based on the principles of liberty can be based off of? If I had a megaphone to America, it'd be really simple, Rimzo. The American people have to understand that this country is America. And in America, we get to make our own decisions. And we were we were blessed to be here, either be born here or come here. And those principles of freedom have gotten this country where it is today. You know, 240 years ago, our founding fathers sat down and wrote the Constitution, and they, they fought it out between the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist and, and the Bill of Rights and everything like that. But there's one key here. The founding fathers came together individually. 
out of a love for freedom and, and out of a love for liberty. And I think what American people have to understand is that we cannot rely on the government for everything. Hardly anything. If it's not in the Constitution, the federal government shouldn't be doing it. And if it's if the state level can do it well and it's reasonable, sure. But we've got to stop relying on the government for everything, whether it be education or transportation or, or health care. The more we become dependent, the lazier we're going to be. And the more people are going to get comfortable. Because freedom and independence isn't always comfortable. You know, freedom you have to work for. Good grades you have to work for. To be successful, you've got to work for it. And I'm afraid not enough people want to work for it. Not everybody wants to jump. And that's what I have for the American people. We can't be dependent on the government. Let's make our own lives out of it. And let's go do the deal and make America what it was supposed to be. Great again! <laughs> Nick, if people want to get in contact with you and Christians for Freedom, how can they do so? Um, they can look Christians for Freedom up on Facebook. Uh, it's Christians with the number four freedom and christiansforfreedom.com. Uh, you can send me a friend request on Facebook. Also, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram as well. Perfect. Nicholas Hamilton, it's been great having you on. Best of luck with everything you're doing of Christians for Freedom and everything onward. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Folks, it's like he said, freedom is inconvenient. Socialism is easy because all it is is theft. All it takes is very proactive people who love the state to go out and take from others and give to everyone else and say, as long as you vote for me, as long as you're obedient, you can keep it coming. Sugar Daddy's going to take care of you. But freedom takes work because here's the thing individual liberty involves individual responsibility libertarians get this conservatives get this but if we want the republican party to remember this we can't just say it we have to live it and what's one thing you can do to get active today well one thing you could easily do is this go ahead and check us out www.remsorepublic.com to check out all our blogs and past episodes while you're at it follow me on twitter at remso101 remember you can check us out on itunes soundcloud stitcher tune in google play we're everywhere 24 7 365 days a year america be good be kind to your neighbor be awesome as always i'm your host remso w martinez take care good night Stay connected to Liberty's Rabble Rouser on Facebook and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest episodes, blogs, and other available content. What are you waiting for?